India charts the truth about the markets. Hi everyone, this is the 21st of March 2020. This is my third podcast for this week as market volatility continues to escalate and we have lots of interesting developments going on. So I just thought that this would be a good time to do just one more and round up some of the events of the last few days uh, and go right through what we should look ahead for. Now yesterday already I discussed a couple of things because I thought it was relevant then too and uh, at that point of time I was talking about the bounce back watching the 9000 mark. I also mentioned that do not look at US markets for clues especially on the daytime the futures you need to understand the broader trend which is what I write about every day and uh, the one thing that uh, I'm also learning to do because this is uh, what is ending up being a relentless sell-off is that you don't look for meaningful bounces till there's reasonable clarity that it's time to look for something like that. So every bounce is ending up being small, volatility remains elevated. You would have liked that, you know, once you hit a wix of 50, 60, 70, one of those extremes, uh, the volatility actually starts to cool off. But this time, you're not exactly seeing that. This looks like a larger trend shift. And what you might see, what you usually see at the fag end of a move is uh, volatility may not continue to rise, but it may remain elevated between the uh, fourth and fifth wave. So as in when that happens, the last, uh, you know, corrective wave bounce and sell off, you often see a divergence in volatility. And we haven't reached that point yet, but probably we've, we are seeing, and I'm saying probably because I don't know if it can really rise any further. Even if I look at the US VIX, which almost touched uh, 80%, can it really go past, go to 90, 100? We don't know. Will it just remain at the same level, keep punching at, uh, you know, the 80 mark, maybe pulling back to 60, not going below that? it could gyrate within that range so we saw it come off quite a bit on friday initially as the us market opened higher but then later on it sold off in line with what i was saying in uh, in yesterday's podcast that is that in the daytime if you look at just the futures and you think oh well it's up five percent and you thought that was a good reason uh, to be long then in the night everything changed so have you really ended this move there's one way of looking at it and like I discussed also that this is a once in a lifetime event which means uh, you've never seen anything like this before. So one of the places you have to go and look for comparisons is previous uh, super cycle degree bear markets or something of a larger degree and if you go back and look at what happened say in the first wave or what we call wave A of 1929 and I've explained in detail each stage and leg of that. The first leg was 20% initial bounce and then it sold off. Uh, and what was the size of the next leg is where you find clues as to what is happening in the US right now. So, the, so you had that first leg and bounce back in the early part of March. Uh, the third wave is what you are going in with. And have you really ended the third wave and done the fourth this week in the minor bounce? Or uh, are you really extending the third? And that's going to really get tricky. But the key part is that uh, we aren't seeing significant bounces despite all the actions that are being taken by various central banks. I think that's the bottom line. Uh, and so for the first time, you're getting a divergence between central bank action and the market. And the market itself is a reflection of sentiment and social mood as we've you know, maintained for very, very long. And uh, while there were no historical correlations of the type we've seen recently in terms of, you know, with money printing or the expansion of the uh, reserve of the central bank of the US along with maybe it's the US indices. 
people have started to believe that that's the key driver well if that was the case then market should have continued higher in what has been a continuation of that strategy at least from october because even though we did some tightening with quantitative tightening last year uh, from october onwards once again uh, they've been buying repos and the balance sheet has expanded but the markets are no more going in that direction so this is very very tricky and it's reflecting uh, the mood change which is happening uh, because of the recent events i think the mood change is not just the recent events it's actually something that developed over the last several years with the slowdown in economy especially in asia and now that reminds me that there were two things you know if somebody if we and we've been discussing this for very very long so several years ago when we discussed what happens in the extreme of a bear market when you get a larger cycle degree bear market how does it really end and what are the events you get in wave c of that bear market the late stages and they result in two things one is some kind of civil unrest and in many historical cases we've seen even war unfold maybe the world wars have occurred in such uh, periods the second is actually what you have witnessing right now which is a medical event you've seen pandemics and uh, various uh, other epidemics break out at the end of bear markets now some of them are smaller degree bear markets you have epidemics and then you have pandemics at you know larger ones uh, many people are now reminded of the spanish flu which occurred in the uh, you know uh, early part of the previous century in fact almost 100 years ago so 19 around the 1920s it probably peaked it started in around 1918 and it had several rounds there was a first round of uh, you know the spread of uh, the flu and uh, once that uh, was mitigated probably it went through summer it cooled off there was a second round which was far far bigger so we are in very very early stages we really don't know whether this will go through a first or a second round we are still dealing with the first round and that one ran into millions of people being affected so we are nowhere close to those numbers at least in terms of what is being reported but india itself is now going through its first round of what has already happened in various parts of the world which is we started they started reporting uh, initial few numbers which only ran into tens then hundreds and then it goes exponential uh, as you know more numbers show up now will the same happen here if you simply go by data and ex- and anticipate the same or extrapolate the same then that's what you would expect which is why we are all getting prepared now here as well just like everywhere else to go for self quarantines or social distancing this has become a global policy to help and curtail this from spreading soon enough uh, or far enough so that it doesn't run into the million so that's what everybody is up to doing and i think it's uh, going to run its course i thought it would be a one month affair right now it's a little hard to think because we are still getting early numbers in india and whether it could run a little longer than a month but a one month period is almost given uh, because it takes around uh, you know 25 i mean it actually stays in people who may carry the infection and may not be showing symptoms for up to 15 days before symptoms show up so that is the minimum period and which is why one month uh, at least you need to see all the symptomatic people people to really show results so take care uh, use masks where necessary definitely use alcohol based sanitizers i think that's something that i learned from my uh, brother in law who's uh, in the department of uh, you know health with icmr he's been speaking online and that's one of the things he told us when we started getting Uh, sanitizers that you need to use alcohol based ones and not the regular ones that we are all used to which are gel based uh, and it should have a certain percentage uh, uh, which is when it is uh, i think a, a 60% ratio uh, which is uh, uh, really required for it to be effective so 
take care everyone is, is going to be sitting in and watching the markets and in line with that sebi stepped in and taken new restrictions on fno trade the initial read through was that i thought it would affect everyone including retail investors nobody would really be able to speculate in the uh, futures and options market which is not the case but the restrictions are still significant meaning that you're cutting the position sizes by half and you're also putting member wise limits of 500 crores on each fpi mutual fund and so on so anyone who has larger positions who are running prop desks may actually be forced to unwind some amount of those positions i'm not sure how it affects brokers because individual brokers would have much larger books and uh, uh, because of the uh, you know limits that they've actually taken uh, using their bank guarantees would they be allowed larger limits or would they be restricted to 500 crores is something i'm not really sure i need to confirm on that but uh, there's going to be an impact on individual stocks which will immediately hit Uh, ban limits uh, many uh, much faster than they were doing earlier and it's possible that liquidity actually dries up to some extent in the stock option space which also happens every time there's volatility in the market in 2008 for example once the bear market started i couldn't get out of the money or even in the money options on stocks even like disco or even some of the real estate names that went went down a lot and so you couldn't really play the trade beyond a point once uh, you know writers knew there's a bear market these stocks move very very fast so i think that's going to happen this month you got an opportunity but next month you might not be able to probably uh, find the open interest to place those trades and with these restrictions uh, these restrictions are also applying like i said 500 crores is the limit on the index uh, derivatives part so Uh, that too itself will uh, is it being attempted to being brought down though i really don't understand the reason why you attack index uh, futures and options because uh, they don't really amount to i mean they always index trades are always naked there's no underlying unless you try to create a basket of stocks which is what institutional players can do most uh, retail cannot really do that and so it makes sense to maybe put that limit if you really want to restrict shorts but uh the real shorts in the market happen in the stock uh, stock space and they happen through lending and borrowing of stocks uh, one of the ways i mean there's been the entire guidelines on lending of borrowing of stocks if you really wanted to restrict short sales uh then you would actually go and look into the amount of borrowing of stock that has been done uh, either through stock holding corporation nsdl or even through mutual funds or anybody individuals anybody who's lending and borrowing stock you could actually make that illegal or ban that if you really wanted to uh, come into that space but uh measures in actually directly hitting uh, the derivatives market in the past have shown that volumes completely drop off we saw that happen in uh, the currency space itself and raghuram rajan put in a lot of restrictions when we hit 69 uh, the volume really went down by almost more than 50% i mean i think almost 70% and then didn't pick up till 2018 so they remained low for many many years of course the currency pair itself uh, lost its volatility and remained in a narrow range but we've seen that happen same in M- mcx also whenever there have been interventions volumes have dried up in lot of the agro commodities they completely went dead because we would keep banning trade in agro commodities to curtail inflation and now if uh, we also seen that happen in the base metals in between as and when uh, you know various measures were taken and now that you have made them delivery based there was a lot of confusion again in the base metals so uh wherever you take action which uh, uh, which directly hits the market it often affects volumes for longer than you expect even though these measures are only for uh, one month so probably even the weekly options will see more liquidity dry up let's see uh, because each individual book if somebody is running a large book of writing options you might not be able to run a book 
uh, to the scale that he was probably doing earlier uh, but anyway that's the uh, uh, initial picture on what uh, might happen they'll, so wherever there'll be square ups happening this week i think you'll see volatility in individual stocks if someone has excessive positions that need to be cut or where band limits are getting hit that may cause some initial ups and downs uh, in the early part of the week and then it should start following what is the global trend uh, which i think uh, uh, is still not clearly up because the big risk i've been highlighting this is being the dollar the dollar which uh, was gyrating in a narrow range for several months and initially looked at like it suddenly wanted to fall uh, through the last quarter and even after uh, after it rallied into you know feb it again sold off breaking the lower end of the range looking like oh finally it's going to go the other way even though markets were going down uh, the dollar was also falling not really reflecting the tightness of the credit market and probably in anticipation of what the fed was likely to do on rates but now it's taken off completely the other way broken out of that range on the upside and moving very very fast in line with what various emerging market currencies were already doing so i think the rising dollar which is again pushed down oil prices that were looking like they wanted to bounce back till mid of friday end of the day they ended down so did uh, copper almost giving up its gains and uh, the bounces still look corrective so it looks like there's more downside which is up dollar down commodity prices and uh, the down equities which is essentially and i think the last one is bonds so we already seen the sell off in bond start i've already shared a note on that on friday and uh, all this amounts to one single word and that is deflation so we've moved quickly from what was the reflation trade between september and january into the deflation trade and that's what i wrote about on the second or third of march in the long shot report and uh, it's completely not ending every bounce is just ending at uh, key retracements of the previous sell off and then we are making uh, you know lower tops and lower bottoms so unless you get a clear sign that that trend has changed uh you should continue to anticipate uh, that to continue and probably the measures that have been taken overnight uh, might not have a significant effect only a small one i think as far as trend is concerned because uh, the trend will hold stronger than the interventions at this stage is my uh, sense of the uh, whole story now uh, in the meantime uh, i also mentioned it yesterday i'll repeat it if put out couple of indicators that uh, medium term do not show any sense of panic so if you actually look at the key sentiment indicator like a wix which is a pan panic gauge and when it really goes to 90% we say everybody is panicking but actually wix is reflection of volatility yes there's more volatility in the markets moving at faster pace but does it mean that everybody is panicking on the street and the uh, these indicators don't really show that uh, both in the us and in india uh you have uh, signs that you haven't reached panic at an investor level which means investors are still complacent in fact i think there's one data point showing there's actually positive flows in some of the uh, investment funds uh, in the us into this decline as people want to buy this dip you know so the same thing in indian investors also i think most are not panicking they're thinking this is a one off event happening and therefore Uh, let's just ignore the coronavirus, and if it's fallen so much, maybe there's an opportunity to enter at some point of time. And so, they've simply gone, uh, what I should say, numb. Uh, and I think that uh, ends up ignoring the bigger story, which is India always had the overhang of its own economic winter starting off. The economy was already slowing down. We already went through our debt-related issues. What people stopped anticipating because these stocks were holding up, at least a small basket of them, is that. Uh, a larger impact on the economy would eventually lead the large caps also to join uh, the winter cycle and you know cause the nifty to enter 
a super cycle degree bear market so i think that and i have put out my super cycle degree uh, you know bull market uh, count uh, although i have you know put it only on the nifty from you know to uh, 1998 or so from where you can count because nifty only has data from 94 but you really need to see my uh, 100 year chart which uses uh, you know data from uh, vivek patel's charts uh, which he's you manage to backdate using the british advisor and rbi data that give you a really picture of a 100 year kind of uh, if not 100 at least an 80 year kind of bull market in the indian uh, equities and then you get a better context of where you are as far as the ending pattern is concerned so i do believe we are into the super cycle degree uh, bear market uh, in india Uh, and globally uh, the slowdown in the economy has also rolled over and was already rolling over it was just the markets holding up on uh, monetary action and now because uh, everything's rolled over uh, it's finding hard to stay uh, despite the monetary injections and probably would require much more aggressive action to really get this thing uh, to stop so we haven't seen that yet rbi is still backed off hoping to wait for a day when it feels it can have an impact Uh, but continue to want, watch uh, the indian bond yields if global bond yields are already rising if indian bond yields cross 6.5% i would say that uh, we've joined a sell off in the indian bond market as well which is what happens in a deflation and that would be put upward pressure on interest rates going forward as uh, equities continue to weaken so it would create stresses that i think uh, most will not even recognize at this stage uh, which is why regulators will uh, you know like rbi will probably take time to Uh, gauge that and uh, re- really be able to react to that and uh, by that time uh, probably it might not have an effect uh, on the first move it might take several moves and several commitments before uh, you really have an impact because the uh, downward impact is so big that uh, it requires a lot more to change the direction once you have uh, you know taken a hit of this size so i think nobody is expecting this hit to be larger than what it already is but the markets are not giving up as yet uh, Uh, on in terms of the larger trend that has turned from up to down and people are not yet accepting that something has seriously changed in the financial market so this is a once in a lifetime event none of you who are around today have ever seen it happen before and if you have not really prepared for it uh, then you really need to start thinking about what how, how you're going to strategize around it now that said uh, the bigger move really might not just be in terms of interest rates you're going to really need fiscal intervention uh, and it's going to come around the world it's question of timing uh, because uh, moment you talk of fiscal intervention you're talking of budgetary expansion and that requires you know approval and consensus uh, at a government level parliament level and many governments have uh, you know beyond a point not really pushed for further spending plans because they already have high debt to gdp levels at the sovereign level itself i mean us sovereign debt to gdp is already crossed the 100% mark and they've already laid out uh, many more expenses just in the last couple of months even towards wages and so uh, room to keep doing more and more is definitely drying up india i thought definitely had more room and they should have used that room probably in jan and feb when they were running into the budget and we were actually backed off from doing that which means we'll probably do it in the face of a crisis and if a crisis is what we need to really take action then the crisis is what we're going to get so that's uh, my conclusion to uh, what's happened uh, this week uh, we've uh, we are seeing a continuation of the deflationary forces uh, around the world Uh, no really change in that and you need to position yourself accordingly to make uh, the most of that so that's all from me 
uh, for this week and hopefully i'll try to put out some videos next week some of you actually like uh, to see those charts uh, that i do share uh, but it's easier to record a podcast soundcloud having an app on the phone sometimes you can just walk out and do record it anywhere which is what i did yesterday and used to do earlier when i do these uh, uh, uh recordings with uh, studio uh, uh style uh, editions you know at the beginning and the end then you get a completely different sound quality but then i have to be at my desk and if the market trading then we don't always end up recording a podcast so i'll try to do more of those offhand ones uh, while i'm moving about uh, on the day to day developments as uh, they are getting uh, a lot more than you know we probably thought uh, would be showing up but yes to everyone take care as far as the corona virus is concerned it's a serious threat in india i think we've taken it lightly because cases didn't show up but it's just a process uh, it shows up initially a little bit and then it spikes and escalates uh, as you start testing and finding uh, that more and more people have been affected so uh, we're going to go through that process in over the next month month uh, very similar to what we've seen in california and uh, many us states now you're going to see those kind of uh, you know bands uh, come uh, in here as well it might not be a reason to panic as even everywhere they're keeping things like groceries and medicines uh, medical stores open uh, so you continue to get your supplies but uh, you what you really need to take care of is the social distancing norms and you know uh, maintaining your hygiene so that uh, you do not either spread or get affected in any way so good luck and see you next week Nothing in this podcast is investment advice. Views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work. Please consult a registered financial advisor for the same. And yes, please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge.